sitting in the studio just trying to get to you, baby. It is Thursday, September 16th, and we have one of the worst Thursday night football games I could possibly think of right now happening directly behind me on my television. With me today, I have Dylan Thomas, Ethan Heidorn, Pear Brothen, and Andrew Pepping. We got the whole crew. Dylan, how are we doing today? I'm doing well. How about yourself, Nick? I'm feeling good. I'm feeling good. Uh, I'm, I'm a little disappointed to see the NFC East is uh, turning into a dumpster fire like it was last year once again. But <laughs> hey, uh, we got some NFC North fans in, on this uh, on this Zoom call on this podcast, so I uh, can't feel too bad. But why don't you start us off with a day in history, and hopefully it is uh, not cycling related. Uh, it's not cycling related, but it is NFC East related. So almost as bad to be talking about anything that goes on in that division. Uh, the team that's playing tonight, who are now known as the Washington football team, had their first game as the Washington Redskins. Uh, and that was actually against the Giants. And it was their season <laughs> opener, 13-3. So we had this matchup, and I'm sure nobody watched that one either. I, why am I not surprised that you used an opportunity to bring back the Washington Redskins immediately <laughs> upon their second game as a new, I guess not second game, but second season as a new football team. Uh, not cool. surprised there whatsoever. Dylan. I don't think um, we, so we said anything. I don't know that I used the word Redskin in the first podcast, so I needed to make sure I said it in the second one. Yeah, well, there you go. We got the Washington football team right now. Pear, what's the score of that game as of right now? A seven rip. Giants. Yeah, Giants started out, uh, started out on top. I, I watched the first quarter of that game, and I, uh, I decided let's record a podcast so I don't have to watch any more of it. Uh, Dude, that takes us both off. red hair and red skin. That would be something. Maybe there... that should be their next uh, name is the Redheads. <laughs> that would have been so funny. Just make be a more backlash to that than their existing name. <laughs> Just make a derogatory name that makes fun of only like some sort of white person, and I think it would be way funnier, way more acceptable. So yeah, the, the Washington Dylan Thomases, but uh, no, let's uh, let's talk a little bit about what happened last week. Um, we did all right on the show, uh, especially for a first week episode, uh, week one of the NFL. The Cowboys uh, starting off, uh, you know, going going up against the Bucks. Uh, as I said, they covered. The Cowboys don't lose big spreads too easy, but there were some teams that it wasn't a good week for. Uh, some teams that definitely had a bad day. Ethan, why don't you take us down that road? Yeah, there were several people across the league where they had a bad day, starting down in Jacksonville with Aaron Rodgers and the entire Woodley family, to be honest. King Crybaby spent the offseason clamoring for more help and then showed all of us who in that organization actually needs the help. It's you, you washed up bum-ass turd. Good riddance to the Packers in their 30-year run in elite quarterback. See you next decade, buddy. Enjoy Jordan Love and eternal mediocrity. <laughs> Fat, liquored-up turds. Who else is it a bad day for? Well, Gills. Yes, grandfathers I'd like to F. Finally getting his first chance to legitimately start on a good team. That 38-year-old Stallion Fitzmagic went down in the first quarter and was subsequently placed in the pup list for at least six weeks. But season, with all the season hopes of the loyal Dan Schneider team-owning faithful, good riddance riverboat Ron, you Bernstein bear-looking turd. <laughs> and lastly, it was a rather disappointing day for penis-cutting knives across this country. The Titans got absolutely pegged by old Cliffy Kingsbury at home so badly that not even the hillbillies in that town could write a somber enough ballad to explain the sadness these knives primed for cut and cock felt this week as the Titans' <laughs> contender status looked like a complete facade. Good riddance, Vrabel. Enjoy that inter-pincher, you turd. <laughs> <laughs> the word of the week, turd. All right, Ethan. Well, there you have it. Uh, again, as we mentioned last week, we are somehow the official podcast of zone coverage for sports gambling now. Um, I'm sure they'll appreciate the bad day segment probably more than anything for else the record, that we do. A-Rod is not washed up. He just needs to go to Denver to have his career revitalized. So give it a year and he'll be right back. Dude, he yeah, looks that's like where a... all the washed up turds go. All the floppy noodle armed fucks. Come out, looks... give us four years, win a Super Bowl, copy, paste, repeat. That's all the Broncos need. Aaron Rodgers looks like a 70-year-old Nicolas Cage. And and not like a healthy 70-year-old Nicolas Cage. Like, if Nicolas Cage was, like, battling something. Like, he does not look good. I don't know how Aaron Rodgers uh, is as rich as he is and looks that, like, like that much like shit. 
I guess living in Wisconsin will do that to you. Um, I'm sure, uh, I'm sure the Viking fans. Are. All right. We got to take a quick second to, uh, what just happened, boys? I see everybody celebrating. Heineke touchdown pass to McLaurin. All right. There we go. Thank so you. the, uh, the, the, the WFT is back in the game. Now, uh, Dylan pair, why don't you take us through a, a little bit of what you guys saw last Sunday and how that leads us into, uh, this upcoming Sunday, anything that you took from last week that, uh, that, you know, a team that you thought was going to be good that ended up being horse shit or a team that you thought was going to absolutely suck that showed you a little bit more than you expected pair. Let's start with you. I'll start out with, uh, with my favorite Buffalo bills. Uh, all the, uh, all the Super Bowl Yikes. talk from all the, all the pundits and all the you know, smart people around really screwed us. I was saying it, just got to tamp down all this enthusiasm. It's going to kill us. And it did. You know, all the concerns that I had about that team uh, from the, the weak lines on both offense and defense, lack of depth in the secondary, Josh Allen being a one hit wonder flash in the pan, it's all it's all coming back to bite me. We got another twenty years of bad football coming. I just smell it. Now I watched that game. That was the saddest thing I've maybe ever heard someone say about something that isn't an actual death. It's clearly an overreaction. I, mean, I watched that it game. Was a death. And you are blaming, or you not blaming, but you are basically writing off your franchise because your MVP candidate quarterback, who is in his like young twenties, had a bad week one start, and now you're saying that that basically told you the Bills suck. That's what you're trying I, to say. I thought, I thought he was going to end up on Ethan's bad day segment, to be honest with you. I mean, yeah, the Steelers' defense is really, really good. Uh, but guess what? They got another really good defense. Josh Allen, you turd. Let <laughs> <laughs> I me mean, just add a Josh Allen to the turd list. I mean, I, I, I understand what, I understand what you're saying. They got another really good defense they got to face this week in the Dolphins. It's, there's, they're staring 0-2 in the face. And, you know, we know what the, what the likelihood of, of making the playoffs is starting 0-2 is. So. so speaking of the Dolphins. Uh, what are they? I, I don't. <laughs> Not good. <laughs> dick. <laughs> I think the other thing to take away from that you game. You fraud. Though, you, yeah. you complete yeah, we know. fraud. Like, we know the odds. I think the, the other thing to take away from that Everybody game, knows. God damn it, Ethan. <laughs> Aside from the Bills not looking good, the Steelers did look good. I mean, there were questions about if they would be oh, yeah. legitimate at all in the AFC this year. I think they proved that this week, and I think they'll continue to prove that. I was surprised by that. I did think the Bills were going to win that game. Yeah, so, in fact, that kind of killed me that they didn't win that game. So, Paris said Dolphins, and I want to take this chance to say right away, um, the two games that I was the most adamant about last week and the most annoying and, and confident about were the Cowboys and the Dolphins. Uh which pair vetoed both of them for me um, in the in the super contest, which I will say we somehow did end up with the winning uh, winning record of three and two last week. So no complaints because we we definitely could have ended up a lot worse. But pair, how does it feel to be wrong about both the Patriots beating the Dolphins and uh, and your outlandish take about the Cowboys sucking? I didn't have an outlandish take about the Cowboys sucking to to keep us from <laughs> using them in the super contest. It's it's a Thursday night game. You don't do that. Hello. Yeah. So we'll, we'll, why don't we uh, why don't we get to what they, we did they do, right? They do suck. They got a terrible defense. I'm just gonna say and, uh, it right now. What, why don't we uh, why don't terrible we break down terrible uh, defense? Well, let's start let's start out with the Cowboys game then, pair for uh, for this week. We got uh, you know we got Dallas who has has shown that they can't stay healthy ever. Uh, the Cowboys basically every season uh, start out with four injuries. Randy Gregory already uh, you know on the injured reserve uh, COVID protocol list. Now we got uh. Demarcus Lawrence out, Michael Gallup out. The offensive line is injured. That under over is coming in at 54 and a half to start. Are you, uh, I know you're a big Herbert fan too, Pear. Are you going to ride the over in this game knowing that the Cowboys defense does suck and that Dak Prescott will score points? Or are you going to take the, uh, the, the safer route here and, and sit this game out like a pussy? Uh, since I'm of a certain advanced age, I, I will take out a reverse mortgage and, uh, and put that on the over in this game uh the the cowboys are being saved by kellen moore and his understanding of of unique offenses that chris peterson taught him at at boise the the rest of that coaching staff is a train wreck mike mccarthy is an a idiot third. Yes. <laughs> and uh dan quinn the, the defensive coordinator is a turd somehow Dan he thinks, quinn's a decent def- dude that defense no, has horrible not. personnel he's, 
he somehow thought it was a good idea to let Anthony Brown, your third corner, yeah, that was uh, dumb. sit on sit on an island against Antonio Brown with no help all game. Over and over was his, and over his plan and over was again. to just I, did he think wait, just oh put, what are you gonna what are you supposed Browns? to do against that offense so they got four guys that can do that to you like Antonio Brown is coming out of like basically NFL prison if there's one guy that you're gonna like allow to have Anthony Brown on it's gonna be Anthony you're not gonna put him on Chris Godwin yeah leaving the Browns together is not a, a defensive strategy it's it's barely a a feasible Dylan Thomas city zoning project <laughs> I mean, putting the browns together and hoping everything goes right that's you know it's just stupid uh, so they're gonna get torched again by herbert and all of his weapons this game's going over and uh i'm gonna take this chance to say that this is gonna be one of my ats picks this week uh the cowboys plus three and a half um i do like the cowboys money line too but with those injuries i think it could be one of those Dak prescott backdoor covers uh three point three and a half points over anything over three, I'm taking. Uh, that's huge for me. Uh, Ethan, anything you want to add to this game? Absolutely not. Uh, Dylan, what do you got? I'm taking Dallas plus three. I'm taking Dallas plus 140, and I'm playing the over. I think yeah. the Cowboys win this game outright. I, I obviously, Dak proved himself last week. He came out slinging against a very good defense. I think we're underplaying the fact that Dallas, yes, Thursday night games can be quirky. The Buccaneers' defensive line is stout, and they showed that again last week with Ezekiel Elliott doing basically nothing, and the Cowboys still competed with him the whole game. So did you guys I, I uh, like the Cowboys straight up? Did you guys get a chance to watch that whole Chiefs Browns game by chance? Pieces. That that I watched. Uh, I watched. Pep, did you see that whole game? It was a it was a pretty crazy game. Now uh, I did. Yeah, you know the the Chiefs deserve to lose that game. I watched the whole game. I actually live bet the hell out of the Chiefs. Uh, it saved my Sunday that they didn't lose that game. But it to me, it taught me enough about taking the Chiefs as a favorite every week against the spread. It's not that fun. People, everyone thinks they're going to win. Uh, on a team that you think is going to win, they have to cover for you to win your money. They did not cover ATS last week. It was all money line on the live betting that uh, that I took them. And it's zero and one for the best team in football. That being said. The Chiefs have a, a, a pretty fun matchup this week. Uh, if you ask me, um, I, I personally think this is the best game of Sunday. What do you guys think? Pair, are we going to get another uh, another bout of fireworks between the Chiefs and the Ravens? Or uh, is this going to be another game that the Chiefs kind of just keep Lamar Jackson in check and, and manhandle? Well, I did not uh, like what I saw out of the Ravens on Monday night. Neither um, did I. I, mean, I, I liked that we were we were on the uh, Raiders straight up, but I, I, I didn't like what I saw out of the Ravens. Um, but here we go again with, with the Chiefs. Like you mentioned, 2-10 and 10 ATS run overall uh, going back to last season. They win, but they don't cover. So now it's sitting at, at 3.5. That's a key number on a probably closely contested uh, primetime game. I think the spot's really tough, actually, for – for the Ravens, though, having to travel back across the country after a tough loss. So if I had to pick one, I would go uh, I would go Chiefs and lay the points. I'm going to actually sit this game out, uh, Pair, uh, before I, I get a, a point here from Pep. Do you think that the over is a, a play that would be more fun, more entertaining, and, and more cashable than trying to pick one of these teams to cover the spread? I mean, if uh, Baltimore keeps running zero coverage blitzes against the <laughs> against Tyreek Hill, like have fun. That's gonna be uh, it's gonna be a lot of points right there. Yeah, this but. this game just for the fun entertainment factor. I'm gonna go with the over. Uh, Pep, going off of what you saw from last Sunday's game, uh, what are you taking this week? Well, after the Ravens got carved up from that kid from Toy Story, I think that. Um... <laughs> Sorry, I... what? <laughs> I'm not a nerd. Can you explain? Okay, so there's a meme from Toy Story 1 of this kid of named Sid. This shit to me. You don't have to be a nerd to know what Toy Story is. <laughs> Shut up, nerd. Let the other nerd talk. Just because I'm Asian doesn't mean I'm a nerd. Um, well, if it fits the bill, you know, sometimes it's true. <laughs> um, so basically, there's a meme of Derek Carr that looks like this uh, kid from Toy Story. His name was Sid, and it was in the first one. Sounds like a bad guy. Is he a bad guy kid? Oh yeah, Sid. he tries to destroy the toys. <laughs> oh, what a, what a, what a, what a cool kid destroying toys for everyone else. Let's see, that was the rich kid in the neighborhood. He got the video game system while the other turds were playing with their dolls. I don't even know, like, and every Andy's time, such a loser. Every time, no one ever talks a about podcast, how big of a loser Andy is. I just, I just 
I ask myself, like, is Ethan helping or hurting us? Like, is it, are there people out there that just skip through Ethan's nonsense every time? Because all I hear from, like, the listeners that get back to me is their favorite, their favorite part of the whole show is Ethan. And I just, I simply don't understand how. Like, I hear him talk and I just, I just want to mute his mic every single time. Polarizing, baby. You know, they show out for me, right? You didn't see anyone going to those Clinton rallies. Sure as fuck showing up to the Ethan ones. No one's going to the pair rally. <laughs> so there goes uh, there goes all the time we had to talk about uh, the uh, the Chiefs and uh, Ravens game. So. Oh, politics. We're going to – we're going to – yeah, what, what do you got? Gonna mention, I was just going to mention one thing. The Ravens defense gave up 435 yards of passing offense to a like a mediocre – Raiders offense, in my opinion, just imagine what the Chiefs are going to do to that. If they put up the same performance. I won't stand be- for this Derek Carr slander. Derek Carr's not that bad. Uh, everyone that makes fun of Derek, look at the rest of that team. The team sucks. Derek Carr has games where he puts up forty points. Find something else to complain about. With Derek Carr sucks, team. though. Yeah. All right. Whatever, dude. Fuck Derek you. Carr is also the only active NFL quarterback to beat the Ravens and the Chiefs in the regular season. Yeah, he beat the Chiefs last year when I was in Vegas. Yeah. It was a pretty fun game. So. We'll uh, we'll kind of we'll kind of go to the, the hometown game since Ethan knows so much about that. Ethan, what's gonna happen with the Vikings this this week? Car is Kirk Cousins, by the way, it's slightly more mobile but a little less accurate. And uh, actually, both of them are both of them are huge losers though as guys. Dude, Holy shit, I couldn't be more bored by either one of them talking. Derek Carr utilizes the seam. Darren Waller, the tight ends, so much better than uh, he's a lot bigger, a, a lot more of a risk taker than Kirk Cousins. Kirk Cousins sucks. Take your little pussy Vikings. They're both in the same level of quarterbacks. Well, they'll get contracts, no. but you're never gonna win anything with them. I'm thinking Derek Okay, you Carr. think Derek Carr is that much better than Kirk Cousins? You're off the sauce. I, I don't. I didn't say that much better, but better, yes. Now uh, that takes us to Vikings. Semantics. Vikings at Arizona. Ethan, you're flying into Arizona to come watch this game with me. The Cardinals are minus. Yeah, yeah, we hate each other. You're right. Uh, the uh, the Cardinals are minus three and a we half. Hate the Vikings. Yeah, the Vikings. I mean, it's pretty disappointing. I was thinking about that earlier today. For you, this must suck that the Vikings like blew chunks against one of the worst teams in football, in my opinion, the Bengals, because that kind of takes the the wind out of the sails. But still, only a three and a half point. Yeah, spread. Our season's over. <laughs> and Cliff Kingsbury is gonna, you know, he's gonna ravage through us like he did those suburbs in West Texas when he was recruiting down there. Uh, no chance the Vikings cover this at all. Uh, might as well wrap it up, put a bow on it, pair. This thing's over. So, They're going to uh, cover. We'll, we'll Cardinals use, uh, are going to cover. We'll utilize the chance to, to get uh, Dylan uh, to answer a quick question here on the tease up, tease down. The Cardinals are coming in as a three and a half point favorite against the lowly Vikings that Ethan is so, uh, so very much pessimistic about with an under over at 50 and a half. Do we have a tease opportunity on the total or the, uh, the, the Cardinals or the Vikings in this game? I mean, sure. Tease it down, take the over, but I think you're, I think Ethan's dead on here. Just take the, the line as it sits right now. And even if it moves a couple more points, the Vikings aren't going to cover this. Carners are going to destroy him at home. I don't, I don't see this being anywhere close to a close game after seeing Cardinals put up 38 last week against the Titans, who were clearly a superior, a superior football team to the Minnesota Vikings. Yeah, I'm going to have to agree with you guys. I'm actually going to sit this game out just because I've seen the Vikings lose too many games by three, uh, even last week. And I'm not going to overreact to the referees basically screwing the Vikings out of a win. That game was horribly played by Minnesota. Minnesota deserved a – I mean, they deserved to at least, you know, maybe lose that game. But at the same time, if they win that game, how many – look at the Chiefs. How many teams are 1-0 that just played like shit week one? Granted, the Chiefs did play the Browns, but we don't know a lot about these teams. I'm not going to overreact to the Vikings – who could have been 1-0 if Dalvin Cook's knee was down. And unfortunately, uh, in my opinion, he was. If they called it right, though, you mean. To me, though, exactly. this game If they hadn't screwed up about, the call. This game's not about the Vikings at all. It's about the Cardinals. They, they need Baby to do Yoda. exactly what they did last week. They take away the run game. They pressure the QB. They run some play action. The Vikings aren't going to slow them down. Dude, yeah. Bradbury's going to get BF'd by uh, Chandler Jones. It's not even going to be... It's going to be sad well, that, to watch. That, that kind of that, hill. Oh. That takes me into another one of our, our, our favorite teams. We've, we've done, a, you know, Pairs Bills, my Cowboys, Ethan's, Ethan and Pep, uh, Peppy's Vikings. Let's, uh, let's talk for a second about your Broncos, Dylan, because they are in one of my favorite games this weekend for a, te- uh, a tiny teaser situation. 
Uh, as a, anybody that follows on zone coverage knows, I t- <laughs> Ethan's face shows uh, how much of a, cr- a cringe that introduction was. But uh, basically, every Sunday, I, I, I've been posting a, a teaser for the last uh, the last two NFL seasons so far um, in, in terms of two teams, uh, basically minus 110, minus 120, get your money back. The Broncos are coming in as a six-point favorite against the Jags. The Jags looked like shit. Trevor Lawrence looked like a rookie. And the Denver Broncos looked pretty good. Teddy Bridgewater, Dylan, I know you watched that game. Bridgewater didn't play that great. Bridgewater missed some open throws. He played like a mediocre Bridgewater, and they still show yeah. that they can kick the shit out of bad teams. Agreed. You can tease this game down to a pick them for, uh, for the Jaguars. You can also take the uh, Broncos minus six. I'm not going to touch the total. Anything you want to add to that, Dylan? Yeah, I mean, you, I, I would say you can also tease down the over to 38 and a half. But for me, I'm taking Denver minus six, and I will absolutely be including them at a pick in a couple of teasers. Teddy, two gloves, 22 and three ATS on the road as a starting quarterback. Love he that. Just did it in New York. He's, you know, he's going to do it again out here in Jacksonville. And you guys will be at the Cardinals game. I will be at that Broncos game out here in Jacksonville. And that's awesome. Yeah, and it does hurt a little bit that it's not a home game because we do know Denver with the, uh, the altitude and everything else, uh, that home field advantage. They are a different team at home, but this is more so for me. This is a little bit of respect towards the Broncos, but a lot of disrespect towards the Jaguars. Uh, Urban Meyer should stick to college football. He's a fucking well, idiot. And I mean, the Broncos ran the ball effectively last week to cover up any mistakes that wasn't even necessarily mistakes by Teddy Bridgewater, just not exceptional play, right? I mean, he he ran for 20. Uh, Javante Williams had 45 and Melvin Gordon, of course, he busted out a seven, 70 yard run, but he had a hundred. So we had a 160 rushing yards last week. I expect more of the same this week. I just don't think Jacksonville can keep up with us, um, our running game or receivers and our defense looks good this year. Hey, it doesn't matter though. Cause they got good guys in the locker room, right? That's uh, exactly yeah, urban. All he cares about is having those good guys in the locker yeah, room and the win loss record. He cut Jesus himself. So I don't <laughs> yeah. know how I feel about that did statement, it, but did any, did, did any of you guys find us? He pep laughing. I'm sure he watched it. Did you guys see the highlight reel of Tim Tebow's blocking as a tight end? That like, shit was awesome. <laughs> there's like six blocks, and this guy was like afraid to touch someone. It was like he almost would like do this thing where he was like, my my role is to get in other people's way and not Just touch roll them. around on the ground. Yeah, <laughs> it made no sense. So Tim Tebow sucks. Uh, we'll go to our uh, ATS expert here. Pair anything we didn't touch on in this game? Uh, no, Dylan covered it. Uh, Teddy two gloves covers. Yeah, Teddy. Just plain he, and simple. Four and one is a road favorite, actually. Now, uh, let's get to a team that we all want to fade uh, as much as possible this year, uh, the Detroit Lions. This team sucks. This team has Jared Goff as their quarterback now, who, honestly, Jared Goff, his only chance at having an extended career was going to a team that was good and kind of doing that Alex Smith thing where he just keeps winning enough games and being that – that kind of system quarterback that shows you that he can win. But yeah, in Detroit, he's going to show everyone that he doesn't, he's not a game changer and he sucks. And uh, the lions, in my opinion, are a dumpster fire. What do we have? uh, I'll start with you, Dylan. What do we have? uh, It's the Monday night game this week. They're plus 11. Let's make this one as quick as possible. Do we, do we trust old rusty uh, Aaron Rodgers to, to get the, uh, I don't even know how, what is wrong with him? I don't like this game. I mean, I, I think if anything, I'm going to tease the Lions up. I to 17. Yeah, the, yeah, the Giant or the uh, Packers should kick their ass, but 17. The Lions just covered backdoor last week, which was brutal for San Francisco. <laughs> uh, spread betters that uh, late touchdown from the Lions, but I I just don't, I same shit, right? The Packers people yeah. are saying they have something to prove on Monday night. They're not going to take a risk of Aaron Rodgers getting injured in the fourth quarter if they're up by three scores. Yeah, and uh, I agree with everything you just said. The reason I, uh, I wanted to talk about this game uh, sooner rather than later is it is plus 11 right now. So as you said, that six-point tease does take you to plus 17. This will not be in my uh, tiny teaser. Uh, I'll, I'll say that right away. It might be something I make an extra play on, but I will not be hammering this just because this is an unknown game. And Aaron Rodgers is either going to come out and play his little pussy ball or he's going to come out and do what he does and – kick the shit out of everyone and remind everyone why he's been a quarterback for 15 years or E L a X like Ethan, what do you want to add to that? I see you smiling. I was smiling. Cause Daniel Jones just ran for about 50 yards. And so I was laughing. No, I, I gave my <laughs> opinion on Rogers in the bad day segment. So, I mean, they're going to dominate the lions. The lions are horrible. They ended up 
getting a bunch of garbage touchdowns against the Niners to make that line appear a little bit better. But I think the Packers get right in this game. They actually almost uh, recovered an onside kick to make it a, a, a one like to a, a one have the ball. Game. They almost had a chance to win that game. That's so. Me and Pear had them in the super contest minus seven and a half. Hilarious that we actually pulled that one off. Uh, with yeah, an you're lucky win. you grabbed that before that line moved too, because I saw that game as high as eight and a half. Absolutely, and uh, I know this game for whatever God knows reason is on Pear's top plays. So Pear, what do you want to? What could you possibly want to add to this horseshit of a game? Um, I don't know about top plays, but um, <laughs> if uh, if Aaron Rodgers manages to clean himself up enough to not look like he's been posing for a mugshot <laughs> after getting arrested for stealing catalytic converters, uh, he might uh, actually take care of this Lions team because the Packers are 6-0 ATS after the last six straight-up losses. So uh, there is a big bounce-back factor there. Um, question is whether Rodgers is actually motivated to play, and, and I honestly there's plenty of reasons to say that he isn't now uh we have a yeah i agree with that and that's that's why i'm staying away from that game because aaron Rodgers is just a head case he's a kind of a little girl now ethan um i want to start with you on this game yeah just a little girl that can't play sports okay yeah it's true in today's world i should clarify he's not a little girl he's a little bitch uh a girl would have a much better attitude than aaron Rodgers would in today's thank NFL. You. Thank you. Yeah, no, you're right. It, you're Can right. You thank you. guy, really? I mean, he's stuck in Green Bay when he wants to be in Denver. I'd be miserable, too. Dude, I just saw a thing of Andre What's Iguodala. What's the fucking difference? Andre Iguodala tweeted, like, number 23. One is missed. way better than the other. I have to point this out. Andre Iguodala tweeted out that number 23 is fire on the Mystics or something like that last, like, pretty recently. And he got ripped apart by basically the whole WNBA and their fan base for not saying her name. And they started hashtagging say her name to him. So I am all for feminism. I am all for the women's sports. Do not cancel me uh, because I said Aaron Rodgers plays like a girl. I, again, am very, <laughs> I am very, very sorry for uh, You can cancel that. me. I do. I remember seeing those five singular tweets directed at. Uh, <laughs> yeah, and so many people. Directed at him <laughs> that then became somehow a, a mentionable story. So many for sure. Andre yeah, I remember the pickets out there in Charlottesville about Andre Iguodala. <laughs> Say her name. Dude, I'm telling you, people were fired up. Like, yeah, I no, all guy. all eight of them were really fired up. All right, for there's, sure. There's more than eight of them. I, I saw Fucking, articles on multiple outlets. Dude, yeah, that's my like no. least favorite thing. I mean, dude, when I watch a college game, if it's a like a, a men's college football game, and I, I don't know these players, I might you tweet watch the same thing. Football games too. <laughs> uh, my point was, it's yeah, it's not a real story. If, 10 people are talking about it. I agree there. And uh, Was this a big deal for the WNBA? Thing That's in our up society. to fan to decide. <laughs> let's, uh, let's transition into something that wasn't a real team on last Sunday. That was a great transition. The Tennessee Titans, they look like shit. They, they played maybe the worst game of anybody. I, they, they should have been the number one on the bad day segment because the Titans lost me all of my new and money. They were miserable to watch. Now, Ethan, you're a big... I saved uh, them for the third. They were the closer you, on the bad day segment. Typically, the third is worst. So, I, I think thank you, you for are, that criticism. Are aware that Ryan Tannehill is a quarterback that's either very underrated or very overrated? We really don't know. And uh, last week, he looked very overrated. Now, they're going against the, uh, the Seattle Seahawks this week, who has uh, our boy Russ, who has shown that he starts the season hot. Like, Pear, Dylan, um, Pep, I'm sure you guys remember last year. Russ started out as the, uh, the main MVP candidate, basically. And throughout the mm-hmm. season, he got worse and worse and worse. And I remember watching a couple of games with Ethan because we lived together. And uh, he was throwing picks that just made absolutely no sense and losing us money in games that he was a favorite. Wasn't fun. Starting out this season, looked like MVP Russ again. Going against Tannehill and a team that struggled as much as they did last week. The Titans would not be getting six and a half points against the Seahawks without last week happening. They're getting six and a half points. Granted, this game is in Seattle. What are we playing here, Ethan? 12th man. Are we sitting this game out? Are we making a tease play? Or are we just saying the Titans suck? Oh, I would put in, I would put the Titans in a teaser for sure. It's uh, the last week's results are built into the line here. 
I just think the Titans aren't as bad. I think the Seahawks are going to have a much better season because of how Pete Carroll supposedly has finally turned over the offense to Russell Wilson, whatever guy he let be as offensive coordinator. But I don't. I think it's a bounce back game for the Titans in the fact that they won't lose by the 13. absurd amount they yeah. lost to by the Cardinals. Yeah, yeah and Dylan? I'm there too. I mean, the, the Seahawks 17 and one straight up in home games in September over the last few years. I think Pete Carroll takes that to 18. Uh, but this line, it's moved three full points since the look ahead for this matchup. Yep. Yep. And the Titans looked bad last week. The Seahawks look good. Agree with Ethan. Consider it a bounce back game for Tennessee. I'm not taking them to win, but I don't think they're going to lose by two scores. And I love what you said there, Dylan, because I think one thing that we as gamblers and the sports fans do is we don't understand that the NFL is a week-by-week -week league. This league is the most, like, outside of uh, someone tearing their ACL in the, uh, you know, in the NBA or something crazy like that, this league with healthy players can change your perception of teams more than any other league can within a week. And uh, the Titans, to be as good as they were last year with that same horseshit defense, you got to think they're going to get it together. Derrick Henry, Julio Jones, A.J. Brown. Julio Jones played a horrible uh, week one game. Julio Jones isn't a number three receiver. Julio Jones is a game changer. So you get a couple plays out of him and A.J. Brown, Derrick Henry. Ryan Tannehill doesn't have to do shit. This defense gets into shootouts. The Titans are going to cover spreads. Uh, Pear, what do you want to add to that? I just wanted to compliment you on the sage advice about forgetting what you saw last week. It's one of the most important things. Uh, but Woo! also also add that uh, Tennessee is 10 and two to the over in their past 12 road games. Uh, there was a five point move to the over in this game. If they truly are going to let Russ cook, then we are going to see a whole lot of points. Absolutely. Pep, is this, uh, this going to be a part of your Sunday Pep play? Um, I don't think so. I think I'm going to just stay away from this game. I'm just, the Seahawks look pretty good. Um, and they played against a pretty I mean, the Colts are still kind of a question mark for me. Uh, but the Titans, um, I think that was just a game where they just want to kind of put it in the past and leave it there. I just can't trust um, the Seahawks enough to get that six-point cover. So, if anything, I'm teasing the Titans, but I'm probably just going to stay away from this entire Yeah, it sounds like we kind of have one, a consensus there. One additional thing to note on this game, uh, Russell Wilson's best friend died this week, so – do with that information what you will. Oh, uh, not nothing. Uh, that, 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 hey, do nothing I, with that. Ethan, Ethan, I don't think Ethan and Sire are as big of a motivation guys as me, but I'm a big motivation guy, Paris. So I will take that into consideration. And uh, yeah, I seriously will. I, I, I don't like betting against guys that are, are extra motivated and especially a religious guy like Russ. There's going to be some touchdowns. There's going to be some points to the sky. I'm not getting in the, I'm not getting in the way of that. Now, uh, kind of transitioning into a, a team that you know doesn't have as much of a, a secure quarterback situation as Russell Wilson clearly the Houston Texans now their quarterback is a rapist um or a, an alleged rapist he is a <laughs> he is I shouldn't lie. rape isn't funny but I mean Deshaun Watson sucks even if he's innocent there's been enough that's come out here that I, I truly think that Deshaun Watson's a creep and uh I also think that he probably was set up by his uh racist uh NFL team owner so there's a, there's a lot going into that, but because of all that, Tyrod Taylor, a guy that has had a lot of hype throughout his, uh, his, his early years in his career, gets another chance to play quarterback. And holy shit, did he look good last week. I'm not like saying one week look. I mean, Dylan, you, you watch this game a little bit, right? Tyrod Taylor had a play where he literally rolled to the left and threw it 55 yards on the fly and uh, right on the money. I mean, the guy looks like, Deshaun Watson. It's, it's crazy yeah. to say, but he played like Deshaun Watson played in week one. And if that's the way that, that, that you're going to get, you know, out of your backup quarterback on a team that has a big chip on their shoulder, 12 and a half points seems like a lot, even against the Browns. Am I wrong? Starting no, with you, I'm Dylan. With, I'm with you hundred um, percent. That play actually reminded me of uh, what Jameis Winston did last week against the Packers scrambling around and throwing the ball 55 yards through the air. I'm also seeing 13 on some of these lines already. So that this line has moved towards the Browns and it makes no sense to me. I'm with you hundred percent on this Houston. 
I mean, they beat the shit out of the Jaguars last weekend. And no, the Jaguars are not good, but they beat the fucking bricks off of them. The game was over in the second quarter. <laughs> and we've got 13 points this week against the Browns. I, I don't understand that. I'm rolling with, with the Texans here. I think this Texans locker room, although their owner is still a dipshit, I think this Texas locker room has come together and they're, they're ready to go. Like these guys, uh, these guys are no joke. And uh, you can tease them up to 18 and a half right now. Seven point teasing. In that. That's too many points. Parrot, yeah. what do you want to add? If you're laying double digits in the NFL, you're losing money. Period. Yeah, that's, that's what so, I'm saying, dude. Let's uh, Even if we lose this one, we kind of got to do it, right? Yeah, take the points. I mean, Tyrod is 6-0. and He's on a 6-0 and run ATS as a starter. Uh, he just gets it done. He's underrated. And, I mean, yeah, the Browns are a good team. I, I like them, but, man. 12 and a half points is so much. The Texans have some versatility with moving the ball on the ground, too. Philip Lindsay's a great receiving back. They've got Mark Ingram, who gives them some power up the middle. Oh, let's hear more about your little boy uh, love fest with your one season of success with that undrafted, just weird. It uh, looks like Delonte West of the NFL. You're, you're obviously you're trying Philip to, Lindsay. Trying to Versatile offense. Good God, this team blows. <laughs> you're going to get po- just pounded by uh, Stefanski and the Browns, dude. Miles Garrett <laughs> might just rip his fucking face off like he's Hannibal Lecter, bro. He's going to go apeshit on these boys. I can't hey, wait for it. Ethan, Ethan, can you do me a personal favor and, and never no. use the term little boy love fest again? <laughs> I'm going to exclusively use it when I'm around you. So you're welcome. <laughs> Pap, I want to get your, uh, your input on this game as well. What do you got here? Um, 18 points is a lot of points. I also on want the tease. To, on a tease. I want to Perfect. make, uh, <laughs> I want to make uh, over under how many weeks will it take before Tayrod Taylor gets hurt? Tayrod Taylor. Well, is it? Well, well, let's see. Well, let's see. What what week do they play the Chargers so that doctor can come on the field and stab him in front of everyone? I would say. Whatever week that is. Hey, I'm going to put the over under at five weeks. I'm just saying that, like, this guy always comes out and just plays terrific and then somehow gets some, like, yeah, and then sometimes a doctor stabs him in the lung yeah. and he can't play anymore, you know? That yeah, might happen runs, for sure. Know. It happens every day, so, you know, it's a ticking time bomb with this guy. It's, what- a, billion, it's a billion-dollar industry, Pep. If a doctor wants to stab someone in the lung for some money, he's going to do it. Now, uh, I'm so glad Ethan went to medical school now. Yeah, no, Ethan is You're already – He's going to give someone, like, some type of pill for diabetes, but it'll be, like, Xanax or something. And it'll just, we- like- yeah, it's pretty much my, my thing. It's a, if, if we had to uh, if we had to give Ethan a real title on the show, we'll call him the uh, the podcast doctor. Now that uh you know one shitty team doing a little bit better last week than we expected them to do, covering a spread. That's all good. Another shitty team playing like absolute horseshit and still being like still trying to convince people they're a good team. Yeah, I mean you guys could probably take a guess. Like the Indian, Indianapolis Colts, this team sucks. Carson Wentz sucks. I don't I, like. I'll put all my money on the fact that Carson Wentz sucks. The guy is not good. Philip Rivers was not good, and we saw how like serviceable this team was. They were a good team. They were actually a respectable team last year. Uh, without Philip Rivers, I mean Carson Wentz can't do shit. The guy flutters passes. He just looks confused. He misses open receivers, and he's only a three and a half point dog. I, I granted at home to a team that I'm probably the highest on in the NFL right now, outside of obvi- the real obvious ones. The 50-year-old Brady Bucks and the Chiefs, like, yeah, there we go. But the Rams, the Rams are fun. The Rams have Matt Stafford now who he's, he's actually amazing. I don't give a fuck, like, what somebody at home thinks about Matt Stafford that watched him play for the Lions. He's, he's good. Matt Stafford is one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL. I'm going to go out on a limb and say Matt Stafford is almost as good as Tony Romo. So to have Matt Stafford and, uh, you know, playing with the Rams now, three-and-a-half-point favorite, you can get that spread down to three. It's a no-brainer on a push or a win. But Dylan, three and a half, is that too small for the Rams? Are they going to cover that pretty easily? I'm, I'm cool with taking three. I don't like that half a point. My play on this game is actually to tease the Colts up. Yes, the Rams <laughs> looked good last week. The McVay offense looked good. But David Montgomery, 6.8 yards per carry last week against the Rams. <laughs> And they're going to face Jonathan yeah, Taylor this week. And, 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 and the Rams' defense, it's because he broke off a 55-yard run on his first carry of the game. So, 
still from, put from up that point on, digits. And, and you're, you're an Iowa State guy, so we had to. We had to. We're, me and Dylan went to Iowa State, obviously. So we had to give David Montgomery a little bit of a shout out. But he, he, that he, he was basically their whole offense in the beginning of the game. The defense adjusted, and we saw how that game kind of changed. Andy Dalton attempted one pass over ten yards the whole entire game. Now that's two things. I, I'm a Cowboy fan. I watched Andy Dalton play for a full season last year. Uh, Andy Dalton doesn't like to go deep anymore for whatever reason. He doesn't have the confidence. He's become more of a game manager. It's because but when you, Ethan has cut off half of his pecker. He can't go deep anymore. <laughs> when, when you basically like cut uh, – but when you, when you take one pass over 10 – that tells me the defense, the secondary, like Jalen Ramsey and these guys, they literally did not give any passing lanes for a team. So, again, in defense of the Rams, David Montgomery got going in the beginning of the game, and he was all they really had because they knew – uh, you know, the Rams knew the Bears were going to have to throw the ball and, and shorten that game or speed up that game a little bit if they were going to play some catch up against a Rams team that Matt Stafford rolling left, throwing 60 yards right. It looked pretty awesome. Now, Pear, uh, I know you're a big Stafford guy as well. Are you sold on Matt Stafford in this Rams team as, as much as I am? Or are you kind of going to is that half a point scaring you off? might be important to uh, to take your own advice and not overreact to what we saw last week because the Bears really, really suck. I, and, I agree, but Matt Stafford, uh, just to clarify, I'm going off of the last 10 years of Matt Stafford. Yeah, and there, there's, a, there's a key stat that we we overlooked in, the, in that Lions-Packers game where the, the Lions are 7-1 ATS the last four years, but uh, they're missing a key component of uh, those teams that weren't 7-1 ATS. It's Matt Stafford. He is really, really good. Um, and the Rams are also really, really good under McVay in September, 10-4-1 ATS. Uh, and also Indy is not good when catching points at home with Frank Reich as the coach, 0-4. There you go. Well, it ties us into our last two games of the week. I, 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 I hear what you're saying, Pear, but uh, I'm still going to ride out the Rams here minus three and a half just because that's what my gut tells me to do, and I bet with my balls. So let's, uh, let's talk about the, you know, the last two games I really want to touch on, one of them being one of my tiny teasers. Pear, uh, I'm I was break finally one wondering who Nicki Minaj's cousin was. Here all along. <laughs> Nicki Minaj, Nicki Minaj, and uh, Nikki Hamity both in the hot seat at the same time. Yeah, we got the big ball squad up in here. I got them vaccinated. Big balls. I actually did it on purpose. Like I wanted bigger balls, so that's why I got vaccinated. I wasn't gonna get vaccinated until I found out that it inflates the size of your balls. So when I heard this Nicki Minaj story, I was like, don't tell everyone, or I'm going to be not the only guy with these huge, beautiful balls anymore. Yeah, they'll just now, get uh, normal sized again. Same reason, I put my, same reason I put my balls in the microwave. It's like, <laughs> get a script. The South Park gifts South have been uh, raging this week uh, with the ball bouncing on the balls, and for good reason. The guys are always ahead of the game. Now back to uh, back to the podcast before uh, I went pair chime in with another absurd balls joke. Um, pair, I'm going to break one of your rules here real quick. I'm going to tease through zero on one of my tiny teasers on the San Francisco uh, 49ers game against the Eagles. You I don't son of a bitch. I don't like the Eagles. I think they suck. I think the NFC East sucks. I think Jalen Hurts sucks. I think that the NFC East is going to be exploited when they go NFC West is the the class of football. Let's let's not even argue about that until after this week when they go 0 and 4 or something and I look like a dipshit. I'm going to take the 49ers plus 3 on a tease. Now, Pear, tell me why that's stupid. Well, it's stupid because you can get plus 9 on Philly. Yeah, and that's that's Philadelphia a, sucks and they're probably going to lose for a by 10. home team. For a home team that's 5 and 0 ATS is a home dog. Uh, their last 5 uh, in that spot and against a a San Francisco team that, and I just got a lot of questions about this team, uh, especially uh, with Kyle Shanahan seemingly putting uh, Brandon Ayuk in the doghouse, not knowing what he wants to do with rotating his quarterbacks. Uh, they got running back issues all over the place. The defense is not uh, looking good and injured like crazy. They got, they almost got uh, caught by the Lions, the worst team in, in football. Uh, so I, because I got a it was, lot dude, of, that was that I don't look too far into that game. That was one of those games that you're winning by so much. So you just take your foot off the gas and run the clock out and look, okay. everything went I, wrong I, and they still won. That's how, that's how those games go. Sometimes you can't I, I look into that. a backdoor psychotic cover. I hear you there, but still uh, this, this line has moved towards Philly. Uh, Kyle Shanahan is not good uh, against the number in, in the regular season. Neither is Jimmy GQ uh, six, 10 and two ATS. <laughs> Um, 
in his uh, regular season games. Sexy like, Hamity. Yeah, looking like Nick. Um, <laughs> I, I, I think there's still a kind to yourself. Ethan, shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> he just, uh, Nick just wants. All right, we'll uh, see you guys later. It was a good run. <laughs> Nick just wants Garoppolo's date. That's all he wants. Yeah, no, I would the porn star one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah we got a big porn star. No, the other Jimmy famous G. Jimmy G date. Yes, the <laughs> porn star one. I hate you so much. <laughs> Pat, uh, Pat, before I honestly have a temper tantrum at Ethan on the on the pod, what do you want to add to that? Um, I'll just get your guys' thoughts on the uh, under on this game, 49 and a half, because the stats I feel like for um, the 49ers defense were a little saturated just because of the Lions getting those like kind of scrub points um, late in the end of the fourth. Yep. Um, I kind of feel like the under would hit here because I feel that this is a good opportunity for that 49ers defense to kind of show what they're made of against a Eagles team where we really don't kind of completely understand because, I mean, let's be honest, they played the Falcons. The Falcons are dog shit. I mean, no hence to the Michael Vick reference, but um, I I just feel like this <laughs> is – it's like a 20 to like 10. Pep's jokes deserves like its own like cutout for the podcast. We got to just make like a, like a montage of Pep's, Pep's one-liners here. But like, I feel like this is like a 20 to 10 game. I don't know why. I feel like this is a game where the 49ers defense just like shut out Billy and Jalen Hurts throws like three picks. You could be right. And I want to add, uh, I'm not going to touch that uh, for, for, for the record. I'm not going to touch an under here, uh, you know, mainly because I don't want to hurt Dylan's feelings, but the, uh, the Eagles are actually they're getting public money right now. And uh, I know that that kind of backs up what Pear's talking about here. You can actually get the 49ers minus 105. Keep an eye on this line. This line is it's it looks like it's probably the most subject to change the soonest from this point. If it goes down to two and a half, I'm taking the 49ers for sure. And uh, you know what, Pear, you might be right on a T spot. There might be a better game to find just because the 49ers probably win this game by three points. If they uh, if they cover you know the three points, I see uh, I see the Eagles being a team that either shows up or doesn't show up. I, I don't think the Eagles are a team that plays a close game and wins against the 49ers. That's just me personally. So I'm going to roll with the 49ers still against the spread, but the public going against the 49ers is a little scary to me. And that brings me into the two Brady Boy games, which is the Patriots minus six at the Jets. I have no idea what's going to happen in this game. I do kind of want to tease the Patriots down, but I'm not going to do so until I hear from you, Pear. Should we tease the Patriots on the road uh, at New York at the Jets uh, against a rookie quarterback, Zach Wilson, that started to get it together a little bit in the second half? Yes, you absolutely should, um, because Bill Belichick owns rookie quarterbacks, um, and the Patriots, uh, 16 and two straight up against the Jets, last 18 games, but only seven and 11 against the spread if you can tease that down to what is essentially a pick them you're now on the side of that 16 and 2 instead of the side of that 7 11 i will take that all day long especially with the pats on a one and five ats run their last six games as a favorite so keep yeah, an eye on the steam too so buy this one quickly buy this right now tonight buy this because new england pair nailed it here this is a Bill Belichick game here. The Jeff, Jets offensive line was dog shit last week, and they lost their starting tackle. So New England covers this one. But the tease, go, the tease pick are, are is we, beautiful. Yeah, are, are we thinking – I mean, Dylan, uh, especially after hearing you uh, sound very confident there, uh, are you confident in taking New England against the spread, or do you still tease them to a pickup? So I actually got this at four points, which was more fun than its current six. Of was, course, that six look, was that the look-ahead spread? Uh, that was just two days ago, actually. That's oh, wow. So this game, really quick. this game yeah. is moving real fast. Yeah. Good um, but I, but to answer your question, yes, I'll still take them at six points. And, uh, you know, I don't want to spend a lot of time on this game cause it is kind of a garbage game, but Pep, I kind of want to, I kind of want to get into two, uh, two questions for you real quick. One is, uh, are you rolling with us here, Pep? First of all? Yeah. I think if I'm going to do something with this game too, if I want to do a little like a little pep lay along with this. I feel like taking the Patriots to cover and the under might be. Yeah, give give us of, your, give us your pep lay right here, pep. I feel like Patriots, um, Patriots minus five and a half, six might buy some points, make it five and a half. I do like the under at 43. And then I'm going to take the chiefs at minus two and a half. I think that's my play. Patriots defense looked pretty good against the dolphins, even though the dolphins ended up winning that game. Um, but the, Jet, the Jets offense is going to struggle, especially with all these injuries with the 
with Dylan said about an offensive line, that Patriots uh, front four could eat up Zach Wilson pretty good. And I just don't think they score more than two touchdowns this game. I think it's like a 17-14 game or 21-10 game, somewhere around there. So yeah, no, and I'm gonna I'm gonna let you uh yeah, somewhere between the... three and eleven points. I'm really <laughs> precise. You nailed it, Pep. Thanks. <laughs> the hey, content I'm here for. Hey, do you guys know a podcast where I can go and find out uh, within eight points how the game's going to (laughs) go? Yeah, I got a killer one for you. Why they keep me uh, here, Ethan? I think that's the confidence in the linear statistical (laughs) model. I'm here to keep you guys honest. That's what they pay me for. Oh, wait. Don't don't talk talk shit to Peppy, the producer. We need him to upload this. Uh, yeah, putting, <laughs> hey Nick, I'm putting in my two weeks just to let you know. Yeah, yeah I knew this was gonna happen eventually. I knew Ethan was gonna eventually piss Pep off, and I was gonna have to learn how to upload this shit myself. Now, uh, I I, I kind of want to finish the show off uh, with Pair, Ethan, and Dylan. I'm gonna let you guys pick a play. <laughs> Pep, uh, <laughs> Pep, you had your shining moment. <laughs> I need to. Uh, I need to get... moment. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna kill you and Ethan if uh, for next time I get interrupted. I swear to God, I'm just ending the show. Two people no, um... you both know. Good luck getting away with that. God, I just literally hate him so much. Now there's, hey, there's rather two be dead than in jail the rest of my life. So there's two games you. that we have not talked about yet, and I want you guys to pick one play. From both of these, or from one of the two games, it's the Tom. Like you got the Tom Brady game. First of all, I don't want to spend any time talking about this game. Is there anything you like in a twelve and a half point spread for the Bucks at home against the measly, shitty Falcons? Uh, one at a time. Pair Ethan, Dylan, go. I am not laying double digits in the NFL. Nope, not touching that game because the Falcons suck. Ethan, same thing. Yep, not touching Stay that. Stay away. I'm not even going to take the over because I, I don't trust Matt Ryan to even score 20 points. Uh, Dylan? If you do anything, tease down to 45, but I'm not playing this game. Yeah, I'm not playing this game either, and that's why I didn't want to spend uh, basically any time on it. Um, the only other game that we, uh, we haven't touched on, and if you really, uh, really kind of break things down going into this week, the Raiders and the Steelers are an interesting game, right? This is a game that I, I thought would be closer to a – a pickup, to be honest, maybe even a two, two and a half, three point spread. But because the Steelers did what they did last year and started out hot, they have a six and a half point spread against that West Coast offense with Derek Carr. Uh, is this a, again? I'm gonna. I don't have a play on this game yet. I haven't done. Uh, I haven't looked into the injury reports yet. It's why I left it for the bottom. But I know Pear, Dylan, especially. Do yeah. you guys have a play on this game that you guys like? I'm taking Pittsburgh actually. Um, this is That's not surprising to me. This is not a bias against the Raiders, even though I do hate the Raiders. This is about Josh Jacobs. You said you haven't checked the injury list yet. This is about Josh Jacobs and Richie Incognito not playing. Um, okay. Which Richie Incognito still in the NFL, kind of surprising <laughs> because he did tell someone he wanted Ethan, to in their mouth. But Ethan, don't we know something about Richie Incognito? I feel like there's something that this guy's done at some point. I mean, yeah, he tried to bully a guy into killing himself on the Dolphins. What do you mean? What has he done? That's a really nice way to put what he did. <laughs> Honestly, like... I, I was I was completely joking. Uh, this guy, Dylan, what what did what did he actually do? This guy was like the dumpster fire of humans oh, in the NFL. I mean, I what he did is not something I can say on air or even in the privacy of my closet. <laughs> he told the guy that he wanted to shit in his mouth after calling him the N word. So I don't Jesus know what else Christ. you want to say about it. And this guy yeah. is in an NFL locker room. That says a lot about. First yeah. of all, how good of a football player he is. And second of all, how stupid NFL locker rooms are. Like, you know, management expects this dipshit to, to coexist peacefully with a bunch of minorities in a locker room that clearly should not be, uh, clearly should not be subject to hearing language like that from a teammate. Now, uh, I agree with everything you just said. I, I, I was aware that Jacobs was probably, uh, probably going to miss this game. The offensive line scare, just like the Cowboys, is, is real for me. Pair... Uh, are you going to join? If you're going to join him on this one, I might add it to a tease. Otherwise, it's still a stay away from me. Uh, convince me, Pear. What are you doing? I'm not, uh, I'm not touching the side. It's just on a weird number. Um, but the Raiders are 14 and three to the over since last season. That's the highest in the NFL. Uh, but you've seen a two point move to the under here, uh, meaning Sharp Money is ignoring that trend. And you watched the Steelers shut down what was supposedly an elite Bills offense last week. 
I think this game does stay under uh, what I last with, saw was 47. With, with a running back injury concern, uh, does that make it so that this game maybe slows down a little bit with more passing, uh, more points? Um, I don't think so against the uh, Steelers' defense. If you can't pass the ball, you're just three out, three and out punt. Well, I uh, I guess we'll uh, we'll wrap things up uh, for the NFL by saying, does anybody uh, does anybody have a parlay or a player prop that they want to add before we get to Paris College Corner and wrap up today's episode? One, there's one game we didn't talk about. Real quick, my play there. I'm taking the Panthers. Plus three. And yeah, a half. the Panthers and Saints and game. I just, I just didn't know enough. I, I honestly don't really. What do you, what do you actually know about this game that, that tells you we know enough other than Jameis Winston played a great week one? So one of the question marks for the Saints team is that they're down five coaches right now, and I would imagine that means they're going to be down players on account of COVID. And so that, that to me is a piece of this line. Getting them at three and a half, getting the field goal. I like the kicker, but I'm actually going to hit their money line too because a couple of other players missing on the Saints include but are not limited to their defensive stars, Lattimore and Davenport. So I'm going to take the Panthers here. I think they're going to run well in this game. And I think uh, this is uh, a Saints team that just because they beat the Packers last week isn't necessarily proven. Yeah, and the Saints, uh, the Saints struggle sometimes outdoors. Um, granted, they haven't you know, had the luxury of playing at home yet due to uh, a hurricane, but uh, it does, you know, being on the road, does hurt them a little bit. Uh, Pep, give us a, give us Pep's prop. Uh, I think I actually have two of them. I'm going to go back to that Chiefs game. Um, I like I like the juice on it. Mahomes, two and a half touchdowns over. I'm seeing a plus anywhere from 110 to 125. I really like that against a Ravens team that just saw Sid from Toy Story again, just dick on him. Um, and I really <laughs> like that. I really like his passing yards yeah. over at <laughs> 317 and a half. Again, another – um, another thing where I can see the Chiefs just throwing the ball out like crazy. Mahomes could have 400 yards this game. It's just a matter of time before someone gets fired from their day job from this podcast. Uh, Ethan, um, give us your top play of the weekend. And, uh, and then, Pear, give us your top NFL play after Ethan as well as your college players. Ethan, My you first. top play of the weekend is a four-team parlay. I like the Saints. Minus three or three and a half. The Bengals buying half a point plus three against the Bears. I think the Bears are horrible. Uh, the Bills minus three and a half. Big comeback game over the Colts. I also bet against the Colts last week and agreed that Carson Wentz is horrible. In the Rams minus three and a half because they're probably the best team in the NFC or second best. And they are not going to have any issues with the did I say that twice in a row? Bills. Sorry. Same thing goes for the Dolphins. I think the Dolphins are bad too. Now I switched uh, up who is playing who, but we results the are the same. Without you spoiling my top pick of the week, which uh, is going to be the Bengals money line um, against the Bears. It, it the Bengals the Bears are not as good as the Vikings to me. The Bengals probably aren't good, but the Bears were so bad that if I'm getting plus juice on a team that probably will beat them, I'm going to take it all day. So. I will be rolling with the Bengals money line as well. Glad you touched on that. Uh, touched on that quick. Uh, Pair, take us home with uh, take us home with your top plays and and your stupid college corner for uh, for you and Dylan and anybody else that likes college football. Which, for the record, I am retired from for the season because Iowa State already lost as always. Which I said on the show last week. Fuck my life. My teams always lose. Dylan blamed me for the loss somehow in a group chat. Uh, doesn't make any sense. We went to the same school. We're both losers. I don't know where he's getting that from, but. Pair, uh, pair, take us home, pair. Uh, well, for my top NFL play, uh, I'm going to hate myself in the morning for agreeing with Dylan, but I do like uh, the Broncos minus six. Um, and if we uh, take it into college here, uh, I've got a whole boatload of plays here. Uh, some of my favorites, Nebraska and Oklahoma over 62. I can't believe this number is below the key number of 63. Uh, Oklahoma games are averaging 75 and a half points. Uh, and Nebraska is always going to be offensive oriented under Scott, under Scott Frost. They're just going to uh, run up the score here in this one. Uh, Alabama at Florida should be a really interesting game. Uh, first road game for Bryce Young in a truly hostile environment. Um, Florida has allowed a whole lot of points to uh, some bad teams, but their crowd should be up for this one. Uh, Gators have a two fast paced two quarterback system. Uh, should keep the Alabama defense on its heels. Give me uh, Florida plus 14 and a half. 
Uh, I would not want to be any team having to play Ohio State this week. Uh, Tulsa is walking into an absolute buzzsaw, fresh off a rivalry game loss um, and an FCS loss. Um, Give me Ohio State minus seven in the first quarter. Uh, Florida State, if anybody's been paying attention to Florida State, oh, my God, how do you lose two games like that? Jackson, and- the, the da- Jacksonville <laughs> State, dude, they literally lost on the last play of the game, and one of Florida State's players on the team that should be absolutely dominating proposed to his fiance after the game, after a, <laughs> after a game that they lost on the last play of the game. That like the other team still celebrating in the background. This dude got on a knee and proposed. But sorry to interrupt you. Keep going. I mean, hey, if you uh, if you put that down payment on the ring, you probably just might as well get it out of the way. Um, but well, I think he State, figured if they can't beat Jacksonville State, they're not going to win a game. So that was his best chance. Yeah, and that brings me to to my point. Like, how is this team going to absolutely actually move forward um, after after getting absolutely heartbroken in their first two games? Wake Forest, it's only minus four and a half or minus five right now. Um, they're just going to roll them. Uh, so give me Wake Forest laying the points. And the big ABC national TV game, uh, Auburn at Penn State. Uh, you know, even though he looks like Ethan, I'm not a big Bone Necks fan, uh, especially on the road. Uh, Knock off was, version. Yeah, well, there's no Matt Harms, but uh, <laughs> Auburn was not supposed to be particularly big great Ethan. this year. <laughs> big Ethan Matt Harms. Is he is he getting a ninth year of eligibility this year or is he finally gone? I'm sure he gets whatever <laughs> eligibility he wants to. Oh yeah, because of COVID, this dude might actually get another yeah. year. This is ridiculous, dude. This guy's gonna be like he's literally probably Ethan's age. He's gotta be like twenty. He's probably a pharmacist. We don't even realize it. Yeah, he's, he's still playing college basketball. Now I want to get everyone's closing thoughts here and and Twitter's uh Dylan, where can we find you on Twitter? And uh anything you wanna add that we need to look forward to this Sunday? Uh, on Twitter, if you just search the hot hashtag of medical errors are the third leading cause of death in America, <laughs> you'll see me arguing with everybody who thinks COVID is a big deal. Uh, Again, that is just, not the official stance of this podcast. Dylan fucking sucks. You can also just follow me directly at Muse Success. Um, yeah, I... I'm excited to get, I didn't get to watch as much football as I wanted to this last weekend. So I'm just excited to sit on the couch all day and enjoy it up until my Broncos go to beat the shit out of the Jaguars. I can't wait till your employer mandates vaccines. It's I've been literally just waiting every day to find I know out. My CEO I won't even well. say, I won't even say your employer, but I, I'm just waiting for your company, whatever company that might be to mandate vaccines, just to see you go on a Facebook tirade. Yeah. I know my CEO well, and it will absolutely never happen. Yeah, well, pretty sure uh, there are uh, there you heard it first. tip lines. <laughs> we'll disclose Dylan's far right company later so that everybody can uh, everybody can boycott it. Um, that uh, takes COVID seriously. Uh, Ethan, where can we find you on Twitter? Uh, arguing with Dylan's CEO about <laughs> <laughs> Ethan's given a medical opinion in, in response to the Dylan <laughs> CEO. <laughs> You can find me sneaking into Dylan's CEO's house in the middle of the night and stabbing his ass. With a, with a dose of COVID. <laughs> yeah, dude, that would just surrender. I'm, I'm, pulling, the, I'm pulling the Eric Cartman. I'm going to give him AIDS. <laughs> then I'll inject him with straight liquid cash. So we're going we're gonna to end the episode on an AIDS South Park reference from Ethan. Uh, Ethan, you want to give your actual Twitter? Or are you just going to do this? Uh, you can find me in someone's mentions thing again. No, I thought I, I thought I did enough there. You know where to find me. Booyah, Jimmy Chill. What's going on with EVFM? Come on, help yeah. me out here. Friday, we, end we of a end, end of an options week. What's going on? Yeah, we didn't get your stock your stock input this week either. Anything going on with the stocks? No, I, I already talked too much. I just asked. I just asked Jimmy Chill. I asked for Mimo. What was up? Is it gonna get squeezed or not? the worst person to have on a live podcast ever uh pair where can we find you uh, is this a live podcast <laughs> where's I mean, the I, audience this is the saddest de- live podcast de- of all time we're, we're definitely not gonna re-record so uh sure if, if not you, the same thing as live so you know take your medicine and move on hey nick you. i forgot to hit record so we're gonna have to do this over oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, pair where the fuck can we find you so that uh, we can get yeah. out of here? I hate Ethan so much. You just kept asking me questions like <laughs> I was done talking. You know, what about your Twitter? And what about stocks? And what about this? What about what your you only fans? 
Well, hey, I've uh, we've done, uh, gonna... we've, we've done twenty eight episodes, and Ethan has finished probably over half of them with some stock like fucking rundowns. So I was just expecting a little more from you than one small question to your Jimmy, whoever the fuck that is, guy. Is it, and is it, silence. Is it is it me now? Yeah, there you go. Yeah, uh, well, you can just check out my Etsy store. Uh, it's called Tax the Rich Dresses, <laughs> but we also have plenty of other dresses like Feed the Rich, uh, Fuck the Rich, pretty much whatever your preference is. Uh, take custom orders, so bring it. I actually am on the Twitter at the Paris 11, but that's. that's <laughs> it's so much funnier when you have to say the real Twitter after. So Ethan gets on off the hook every time by just dropping it on some fucking stupid joke. Uh, Pep, uh, the, the man that does all the production uh, when we don't make Dylan do it. Where can we find you? Um, you can find me on my OnlyFans at Big Dick Pep. No, I'm just This podcast is getting more and more out of control by the day. But hey, as long as the downloads keep going up, I'm not going to stop anyone. So as long as, my, as long as my OnlyFans account gets more and more subscribers, I'm going to sure take advantage of it on this platform so uh, i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna end the show on that note you can find me on at the real tiny nick we do have an instagram that uh we will be posting on more uh, tiny at, at tiny nick's giant picks we have some new album art if you haven't gotten the chance to see it it's pretty dope ethan's wearing a cowboy hat um and it's vegas related and it's not me as a seven-year-old for all you uh diddlers that uh that obviously get uh, get some great humor from Perrin ethan who uh, are also diddlers you can uh also find my daily picks on zonecoverage.com. Uh, I've, been, uh, I've been doing that for over a year now. And as me and Per uh, have uh, tried to get out to the airwaves, we're up over uh, uh, approaching 90 units now with a record that is pretty much unmatched by any other handicapper. And we're idiots. So keep following, uh, keep clicking, and uh, we'll be back next week. Go Cowboys, and thanks for listening. All right, guys, before we go, you can find me on zone coverage at tiny Nick's gambling picks uh, on Twitter at the real tiny Nick. And you can follow our podcast on Instagram at tiny Nick's giant picks. Andrew, where can we find you? So you can find me at uh, pepping 15, both on Twitter and Instagram. Um, last name is P O E P P I N G 15. You can find me on there for any sports related stuff. So Feel free I'm to sure people really needed the spelling, so that is appreciated. Dylan, where can we find you? I'll make it a little easier. I'm Mused Success on every platform. M-U-S-E-D Success. That's Instagram and Twitter. And uh, Pear, where can we find you? Uh, I'm on Twitter at the Paris, P-A-R-I-S-1-1, the Paris 11. All right. Thanks, guys. See you soon.